Isaiah chapter 38, verse 1. In those days hath Hezekiah been sick unto death, and come in unto him doth Isaiah son of Amos the prophet, and saith unto him, Thus said Jehovah, Give a charge to thy house, for thou art dying, and dost not live. Isaiah came to King Hezekiah and said, Write out your will because you're going to die. Something similar to that. This is after the Lord had saved the people of Judah from the Assyrians attacking. Remember, there were two kingdoms, the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Israel. And Hezekiah was a king of Judah. 2. And Hezekiah turneth round his face unto the wall, and prayeth unto Jehovah. When Isaiah came to Hezekiah, Hezekiah was already sick in bed. He didn't know that he was dying, he just knew that he was really sick. But Isaiah came to him and told him, You are dying. So when he turned to the wall, he rolled over and looked at the wall. And I think he turned to the wall because he was crying, because it's humiliating to cry in front of other people. And he prayed unto Jehovah. 3. And saith, I pray thee, O Jehovah, remember, I pray thee, how I have walked habitually before thee in truth, and with a perfect heart, and that which is good in thine eyes I have done. And Hezekiah weepeth a great weeping. Then he just really started crying super hard after asking the Lord to let him live longer. And the word of Jehovah is unto Isaiah, saying, 5. Go, and thou hast said to Hezekiah, Thus said Jehovah, God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tear, lo, I am adding to thy days fifteen years. Hezekiah was king for twenty-nine years. The Assyrians threatened him in his fourteenth year, as it had told us a few chapters ago. The fact that the Lord gave him fifteen more years adds up, because that would equal twenty-nine the reason that Isaiah was told by the Lord to go back to Hezekiah was because when Hezekiah started crying, that's when Isaiah left the room. Their behaviors are very appropriate for men. One man turned his face to the wall to cry, and the other man left the room. 6. And out of the hand of the king of Ashur, I deliver thee and this city, and have covered over this city. So again the Lord is affirming, that he will save the people of Judah from the Assyrians at this time. Later on, the Assyrians came back, but King Hezekiah was not the last king of Judah. There were future kings of Judah who would be very evil. 7. And this is to thee the sign from Jehovah, that Jehovah doth this thing that he hath spoken. 8. Lo, I am bringing back the shadow of the degrees that it hath gone down on the degrees of Ahaz by the sun backward ten degrees, and the sun turneth back ten degrees in the degrees that it had gone down. There was a huge sundial that apparently King Ahaz had made. Ahaz was the first king that Isaiah served, and Hezekiah was the last king that he served. On a sundial, you can tell how many degrees that the sun is up in the sky by the shadow that is cast on the sundial. And the Lord said that he's going to make the sun revolve backward 10 degrees. 
out of its 360-degree travels around the world. This is more proof in the Bible that the earth is spherical, like a ball. And the reason I said that the sun was revolving around the earth is because it possibly is, according to the Bible, rather than the earth going around the sun. 9. A writing of Hezekiah king of Judah concerning his being sick when he reviveth from his sickness. This is a great added bit of information. Hezekiah wrote a poem or a song in commemoration of the Lord healing him. And we didn't get to see this poem or this song when we read the Kings and the Chronicles. But now we're getting the story with this poem added which is certainly a song. All poems are songs, and all songs are poems, even though people today don't recognize that. 10. I, I said in the cutting off of my days, I go into the gates of Sheol. I have numbered the remnant of mine years. He says that he believed he was going to die. 11. I said, I do not see Jah, Jah, in the land of the living, I do not behold man any more with the inhabitations of the world. He believed that he wouldn't be able to see the Lord in his life any more because he would be dead. Once you're dead, you can't communicate with anybody on earth. 12. My sojourning hath departed and been removed from me as a shepherd's tent. I have drawn together as a weaver my life. By weakness it cutteth me off. From day unto night thou dost end me. He did believe he was going to die. In the moment that the Lord told him he was going to die, he would be cut off from the living just as a shepherd folds up his tent. And a shepherd's tent has to be really easy and quick to fold up because shepherds are constantly on the move. He also said it was as if a weaver was drawing all of the strings of thread together which a weaver could do in their hand very quickly. 13. I have set him till morning as a lion, so doth he break all my bones. From day unto night thou dost end me. He was saying of the Lord that the Lord was like a fierce lion, chewing him up and breaking his bones with a lion's teeth. That's a metaphor for the fact that the Lord was allowing him to endure a lot of emotional and physical pain. The Lord allows us to endure pain for his own glory. When we remain steadfast and faithful in our pain and suffering, he is glorified. And the reason Hezekiah had a lot of pain, we learned in Kings and Chronicles, is because he was dying from a massive cyst, or boil, that was growing somewhere on his body. The Bible doesn't tell us where the boil was, but it had to have been really huge. That was hurting him a lot, and he was lying down in bed and couldn't get up and do anything. 14. As a crane, a swallow, so I chatter, I mourn as a dove, drawn up have been mine eyes on high. O Jehovah, oppression is on me, be my surety. In the Old Testament, it's a sin for people to be surety of others. The Lord commanded us not to guarantee that somebody else would pay a loan. That's pure foolishness. If somebody wants you to be their guarantee, that means that they have no intention of being responsible for their purchases. 
But here Isaiah is asking the Lord to be his surety of his life. He's asking the Lord to guarantee him that he will live. And he says that he's chattering just like a bird. You know how when birds are chirping or singing, they don't take a breath? He was praying to the Lord so fervently that he was not taking a breath, begging the Lord over and over to let him live. 15. What do I say, seeing he said to me, and he himself hath wrought, I go softly all my years for the bitterness of my soul? Hezekiah says, I can't argue with the Lord, all I can do is beg him, otherwise if he wants to kill me, I'll die. 16. Lord, by these do men live, and by all in them is the life of my spirit, and thou savest me, make me also to live. Then he prays again to the Lord, You're the only one who can make me live, so please let me live. 17. Lo, to peace he changed for me bitterness, and thou hast delighted in my soul without corruption, for thou hast cast behind thy back all my sins. That is so beautiful. Hezekiah believed that he was dying because of his sins. The Bible doesn't tell us whether or not he was dying for that reason, but he probably did have some sort of sin in his life that isn't recorded in the Bible. It may have been a personal sin, such as unforgiveness or arrogance or whatever. And he says that the Lord answered his prayer and gave him peace in the place of sorrow and bitterness, and that the Lord also was happy to not let his body rot. Seeing corruption means that your body decays. He also says that the Lord cast all of his sins behind the Lord's back. That's a beautiful image of the Lord forgiving us. He puts our sins behind his back where he can't see them. Now, the Lord only forgives when we repent. He doesn't forgive when we're still sinning willfully, contrary to what many preachers teach today. 18. For Sheol doth not confess thee, death doth not praise thee, those going down to the pit hope not for thy truth. And that is true. When your life is over, if you lived in righteousness, you will still love the Lord and you will live forever. But if you die because of your evilness, you will never praise the Lord in death. Nobody in hell praises the Lord. There is one time in the Bible when Jesus returns that the people in hell will bow to him, but they won't praise him because they don't love him. If we don't love the Lord in this life, we're never going to love him after we're in hell. In fact, we're going to hate even more because of our torment. 19. The living, the living, he doth confess thee. Hezekiah says that it's those who are alive who can praise you on earth. The dead people can't praise you anymore here among the people. 20. Like myself today, a father to sons doth make known of thy faithfulness, O Jehovah, to save me, and my songs we sing all days of our lives in the house of Jehovah. Hezekiah says that because the Lord allowed him to live, he is going to keep praising the Lord with this song and with other songs in the temple for the rest of his life, and he will teach this song to his own sons. 21. And Isaiah saith, let them take a bunch of figs and plaster over the ulcer, and he liveth.
This is also recorded in the Kings and Chronicles that Isaiah told them to put a poultice over the tumor or the cyst, the ulcer, or the boil, whatever you want to call it. But it was some sort of growth that was under the skin. When the Lord told Hezekiah that he would live, at the same time, he also gave Isaiah a prophecy that a poultice would heal the boil. A poultice is when you take figs or some other highly medicinal fruit or vegetable and you boil it up into a very hot paste. And then you put that paste over your skin and that paste will heal the boil or the cyst. It will draw the poison out and it will cause the cyst to recede. And that's how Hezekiah was healed. The Lord does sometimes save through medicine. And in the Bible, it does say the herbs are for our healing. In this case, it was a fig poultice. 22. And Hezekiah saith, What is the sign that I go up to the house of Jehovah? That concludes Isaiah chapter 38. But we know from reading Kings and Chronicles that Isaiah would tell Hezekiah the sign is that the sun is going to go back 10 degrees on the dial that King Ahaz made. The reason people ask for a sign is to make sure that the prophecy is true. A prophet can speak lies and evil at any point, even if previously they had spoken the truth. So Hezekiah still wanted a sign to make sure that Isaiah was telling him the truth, even though Isaiah already had a track record of speaking the truth. And that concludes Isaiah chapter 38.